pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. <laughs> and welcome to One Life Left Britain and indeed Europe's favourite video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello. Oh, I, sorry. Uh, hello. I, I actually I'm, didn't put your mic. I just thought it was all about me, me, me. Yes, it's Steve Curran show. Hello, um, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. I was just chatting to uh, Louis Schaefer. I heard. Didn't just see, sorting out, heard. Made, just sorting out some arrangements for next week. Um, really? Interesting. I only caught the end of their show, uh, but there was a jingle that involved toilet paper. Was that about the Splatfest? Ah, I saw so. that. Maybe I saw it was. This, maybe it was. Maybe they could retool it. Are you front or back, Steve? Uh, front. Anne? <laughs> that sounds provocative. Are you front or back? Uh, nothing yet. I haven't. No, it's been and gone. So, but but what, what would you be? How do you hang your toilet paper? The important issues. The important tissues. <laughs> front. Front, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is interesting, isn't it? So, what was it? What was yours? Well, I was back, obviously, because I once... Well, I once read the Times Etiquette Supplement many, many oh. years ago, <laughs> where somebody wrote in, and they, and they said, well, you should always hang it flush to the wall. Um, I was asking my... my uh, I was over at my sister's at the weekend, uh, so Kate's front, there's a bit of a war going on in our house at the moment. Yeah. Every time someone uses a toilet, we swap it round. <laughs> um, my sister, Carly, she was front. My mum and me... We're back, so maybe it's. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm older than you both. Maybe it's genetic. I had a very strange reason for one, though. <laughs> so my mum said uh, that her reason for back was that. Um, uh, what if there are spiders? I <laughs> <laughs> mean, there paper. are spiders. <laughs> there are spiders are not. What fictional. if they were hanging off the toilet paper oh though? It, and you were in behind? Australia. What if they? Crawl well, they don't. Behind? No, but they crawl. They wouldn't crawl flush. If you, it's flush to the wall, you're not going to get a big spider behind there. You'd be on the other side. No, isn't but it? a lot of toilet holders come out from the wall, so there's going to be a bit of gap well, behind. I don't know. I think Anne's right. I think yeah. if it's if it's front, then you could get a big spider behind it, but it'd have to be pretty big yeah. to touch it when you went like that. Whereas 
if it's back to the wall, then when you bring your hand up, you're going to touch some of that spider. <laughs> or, and they can flatten themselves out. Yeah. Just when you pull it down. So I, was ch- I, was, I, was, I was chatting at work about this, and uh, Dave, who I work with, I don't think has been on the show. Um, uh, he said, oh, no. He said, you wouldn't have it back. And like, Why not? And he said, well, because... I'm just thinking now, maybe I should have mentioned his name. <laughs> he said, well, maybe, because then when you go and reach, you might get, you might get stuff on the wall. And like... <laughs> Oh, Him going to the toilet oh, sounds very traumatic. Oh very we, are, tra- <laughs> we are One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. Uh, we've got loads of things coming up in the show today. I mean, we've got one feature. How do you hang your toilet paper? <laughs> We're done with that segment. <laughs> okay. So, oh, I wonder what, wonder what other caretakers going to cause call this <laughs> episode. <laughs> It's not just us in the studio, is it, Simon? It's not, no. We're delighted to be joined by James <laughs> Parker. Hello. Hi, James. Front or back? Uh, 100% front. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so the actual results were, were 78% front, of course. 22 back. Who, uh, which of the uh, Splatoon presenters was for which one? Was it Pearl or Marina? Pearl. Uh, Pearl was front. Of course she was. Marina was back. You see, that's interesting because I know there's a lot of worry at the start that all of these things would be skewed by people voting for Marina because they fancied her a bit. People don't like Pearl because they're crazy. Pearl is amazing. Right. Um, but it seems here that people's views... Bucked that trend. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, James. <laughs> it's, it's nice to be invited on to deal with the big issues of the day. You are very welcome. Uh, we should give everybody a reminder. James from Ground Shatter Entertainment Limited. Just Ground Shatter. Ground Shatter. Uh, you're here to talk about your brilliant new game. But before we come on to that, it's Anne's News. on Monday the 9th of October. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Andrew House is leaving Sony Interactive Entertainment after 27 years at the company. He joined in 1990 and helped launch the first PlayStation in 95. Of his departure, he said, PlayStation has been a huge part of my life for more than 20 years, but with the business having achieved record-breaking success, now seemed to be the right time for me to pursue new challenges. John Codera is stepping in as the new PlayStation boss and is also a long-serving member of the Sony team, having joined in 92. It's not clear yet where Andrew will end up, but luckily for him, wherever he lays his hat... That's his house. <laughs> I was thinking as you were reading now, I was like, why is, why is this new story in here? Mm. How are we going to come back to this one? <laughs> and there you go. There you go. It is a headline writer's dream, isn't it? Is, it is, isn't it? What's, what's the new guy's surname? Uh, Kadera. Uh. It's not really. I mean, he's not going to get a write-up when he goes. Stay <laughs> <laughs> as long as you like. Yeah. Uh, it's been a good innings then, hasn't it? A good tenure for right. Andrew House. Andrew, night 1990. Yeah, that's more than 10 years. People ten weren't years. born then. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> Adults weren't born then. Did you have a PlayStation 1? No, I know. Uh, I only came in on PlayStation 3. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Skipped 1 and 2. You don't remember the uh, the Cotton Bud years then, do you? Trying to play import games? No, what was that? You could play import games if you uh, used a UK disc uh-huh. and it would spin up and read the stuff that say this is a UK disc. You kept that You kept the disc lid open with Cotton Buds. Yeah. Flipping out, straight in with an American disc. What is uh, House's career trajectory? I mean, where did where was he at PlayStation when it all started? Well, that's it. So you mentioned he joined in 1990. The PlayStation was out in 95. What was he doing yeah, in his early yeah, years? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, tea, getting tea. He was uh, coming up with the name. Pen and, <laughs> pen and paper, work it out. What, fun station. Yeah. No, no, uh, oh, well, they were originally going to do something with Nintendo. They were. They? He's yeah. probably working on that. But what was he doing? Like, at yeah, what the, was he doing? Uh, in 95, 90, when the PlayStation launched. What, 95, what? 94. Check his LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just. Yeah, I'll be looking for something to do now, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Did you ever meet him, James? I don't believe so. No, no. I'm not. I, he's, I don't think he's too high flying. He spent a lot of time in Japan. Right. You've been on his LinkedIn then, have you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I saw a video of him speaking Japanese and it surprised me. Okay. Was that on your playlist? What sort of, what sort of videos <laughs> do you like then? Was, 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 Andrew House speaking Japanese. Yeah, was, yeah just a particular CCTV niche. That I recorded myself. Okay. Uh, LinkedIn is proving slow to load, is it? Yeah, um, it's just switched what um, Wi-Fi I'm connected to. So. <laughs> oh. Riot has been forced to apologise after an employee posted a bunch of mean comments about a League of Legends streamer. Streamer Tyler One has had multiple League accounts banned and has a history of trolling teammates, abusive in-game chat and being pretty annoying. Tyler One says he's changed his ways, but Riot employee Aaron Rutledge didn't seem to believe it and he went in on him on some Discord posts. Rutledge tried to explain his post saying it'd be fine if Tyler One died by outlining the amount of work that goes into dealing with the streamer's behaviour. Mm, sounds like some frustration at uh, the famously toxic community. Found a, a release there, uh, but really, it's just this is just gossip, isn't it? It's just it's oh, just well, a no, little so, cat fight. Uh, so that um, right employee has since been fired. What? So you can't. Well, it seems as though he's been fired. So you can't just go around going like. Also, think about this just in terms of any other company. You, you wouldn't reasonably go online and start slagging off your consumers Depends and, th- what and feel the- like you could get away with it. I mean, if a consumer had been constantly trolling to the point of making my job miserable, then I might feel the need to, you know, make a pointed reference and perhaps get fired over it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the closest you've come? Um, okay, I can't think of one. I... I I think everyone's only been uniformly nice about everything I've ever made. <laughs> Thank goodness. Or at least your Twitter mute stream will. Yeah, no, so. there was definitely a, there were definitely times at Edge when we received, you know, all kinds of internet abuse. Famously, a, a dirty pair of underpants. Apologies. <laughs> was sent to us once. Uh, what had you it. done? I don't know. I think that may have been to do with uh, David McCarthy once calling. Mecha games mechs or <laughs> or mech games mechas. I don't know. I don't know. Disgraceful behavior. Which one is it? I've no idea. The pants are going to come through to residents. Is that why you say these things? Yeah, the, the address is on the website. <laughs> so, yeah. so. Uh, but obviously, I mean, going back to this, you can't. Um, the streamer is was terrible. He had so many accounts banned, um, and he made it. It was like his thing was just being really annoying really toxic right, yeah uh, and now he's gone that's guys that's not me anymore that's not me anymore i have changed my ways um and it seems that the riot employee didn't believe him and he said some incredibly like incredibly mean things he said do you know what those mean things are yeah he um are you allowed to say them on the i think so waves yeah i think he said that he hoped uh that he um would die from taking a drug overdose. Wow, that's quite specific. From um, testicular cancer. Just those two? Yeah, that's all he outlined. 
Um, it's just really Yeah, not... that is quite specifically mean and probably a... I mean, I'm not HR, you're HR. Yeah, is that it's a definitely not offense? okay. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh. Um, but... I was going to ask if James has ever, ever had to deal with this sort of thing. I, I'm lucky that I've never been so successful that people have really cared about what I've been doing. So that's nice. It's the, the flip <laughs> side of mediocrity. Telltale has included an image of a murdered Russian ambassador in the latest episode of Batman The Enemy Within. Andrei Karlov, the Russian ambassador to Turkey, was shot by a police officer at an art exhibition in 2016. The police officer wanted to commit the assassination in public, where there were lots of cameras, where it would be recorded. So there are very clear and graphic images available. The images found in security camera footage showing a break-in at the Gotham brokerage. Telltale haven't said yet if it'll get rid of it. They've had days on this, haven't they? They yeah. did get rid of it today. Oh, did, did they? they? Yes. Okay. Thanks News update. update. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. Um, I saw some people speculating about how easy it is to be um, to take something that's top of Google's image search and think no more about its origin. And uh, this was apparently top of Google image search. We had this with um, Assassin's Creed and Uncharted, didn't we? Is we that did. right? Is it that way around? So, it was a the, painting, wasn't it? Yeah. Assassin's Creed used some uh, used some Uncharted art in in their <laughs> game, and yeah, I can imagine in a in, a, in an environment, you know, you, all, all it takes is putting an image in the wrong directory uh, mm. from your sort of concept art or like test image into into the sort of final thing, and uh, if someone isn't signing off on all of those assets, then yeah, it can definitely happen. Uh, you would think that someone's probably been in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah. Did, yeah. did, did, did they say anything about it, James? Um, tell, tell, or did they just take it? Say, yeah, yep, yeah we're they, taking it down. I think their their statement was very conciliatory, and they they said they'll improve their processes in the future. And it was clearly human error. But it's so, it's so easy to do, especially if you've got contractors and subcontractors working for you mm. on concept is one of those things that's quite easy to do at the start of the project and get someone else outside of the studio to do mm. when they come back with a bunch of stuff that looks great you're it's very hard to kind of reverse check all of that material unless it's very obvious things like um logos and things like that but obviously um this is high profile because it was a very well-known image um and that sort of someone recognized it from that but using other images of actual dead people still doesn't seem okay right does yeah. it no but you know it could be that they don't think it was an actual dead person when they google image search that it may well have come up on top of you know all kinds of image searches mm. and so they may have taken it assuming it's a you know a shot from a movie or a piece of art somewhere else and again it's presumably initially only intended to be re- reference image for someone to redraw or um or whatever and that's how these things get slipped by, I think. <laughs> Microsoft is giving up the groove and shutting down its music streaming service, Groove Music. The subscription service available on Xbox One and Windows will shut down on the 31st of December. All music purchase will be yours to keep and unspec subscriptions will be refunded. The app will turn into a regular media player. Admitting that it can't compete... Microsoft will work to transfer users and their music and playlists across to Spotify. This news comes eight weeks after Spotify came to Xbox One and Windows following a period of PlayStation exclusivity. When you said 
this, I thought you were going to say uh, Microsoft are shutting down their Zoom service. They would never do that, <laughs> would they? Surely. <laughs> and then I thought, well, that must have gone ages ago I, then. Yeah. And, this, and then they must have started a new one, mm. and that's gone now. So there yeah. we go. Um, did you ever use it, James? I uh, know. I'm still holding on to the Zoom. Yeah, because why? Why yeah, wouldn't you? Did you have a Zoom? I think I was trying to think. I think I did. You must I have. think I did. You, certainly. I'm going through um, clearing stuff out ahead of the. <clears throat> excuse me. The new arrival. We've got terrible throats today. Oh, no, I um, I've unearthed all sorts of technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got a little um, Philips um, organizer. I forget what that was called. Like a Pico or, so, or so, right, something yeah, like yeah. that. But one of those. Okay, um, good. Got found an iPad, a couple of Game Boys here and there. A couple ones, like you know, different formats. Yes. Or like, yeah. um, keeping those. You found your Neo Geo Pocket. The Wii U's going. Oh. I, t- I found a couple of Neo Geo Pocket Color games. Yep. Which I'm keeping. Good. And a nice co- clamshell cases. Yep. And did I mention the uh, Command & Conquer CD-ROM on here a while ago? No, maybe, so. maybe not. Now I found a Command & Conquer pre-production CD-ROM, ha- handwritten, unfinished game. Ooh. People love that sort of stuff. Yes, mate. Are you going to eBay it? I am. Are you going to eBay the rest of it? Uh, I am. Well, I'm not going to. We. I'm not. Not. Not the Wii U. Um, what are you going to do with that? I gave the PS3 to um, Jasper, a man who came around and hung some doors for me. <laughs> well, <you're laughs> right, a real right. man. What, well, I was mate? just. I was just chatting, and um, I said, uh, you know, like, like, do you play video games? He said, Well, I don't, but my kids do. And I said, What if they got a PS3? I said, Well, I'm literally getting rid of all this stuff. Huh. So. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but I didn't find a Zoom. Ah, that's Sadly. a shame. Okay. It means, it means I may still have it. <laughs> and finally, warm up your pipes, SingStar is back, back, back. Sony has announced SingStar celebration for PS4 as part of PlayLink, an attempt to try to broaden PlayStation's audience. And unlike previous SingStar games, you won't need to buy a microphone because you'll be able to use your smartphone. How smart? The song lineup is really weird, not necessarily what you'd want to celebrate with. It includes Old Britney, Amy Winehouse, ABBA, and Jason Derulo. Right. So this isn't new. What? Or at least the usage of the phone. Yeah. We've definitely talked about that before. Um, I mean, you, you yourself reviewed it on this show. Did I? Yeah. I remember hearing then. it. They put it on everyone's PlayStation, didn't you? It was mm. the U2 album of video games. <laughs> And what? it doesn't work because no one wants to sing into their smartphone. Everyone wants to sing into a mic. Yeah. Mm. Did I actually? I am throwing away some SingStar mics, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe offer them to Sony. Yeah. I remember you were particularly angry because the people in the um, who showed up when you highlighted the icon on the cross-media bar looked happy, and that was <laughs> as far away from the experience that you had as it was possible to be. Is this true? This is absolutely true. Come on, Anne. We all remember this. Wow. Yeah. Goodness. Um, Sorry, this I is mean, what they put it down to at the time was, you know, the audience isn't broad enough. Mm. Uh, the, you know, the casual audience haven't arrived on PS4 yet. But I think that... W- so this is what they're trying to do with PlayLink. It's certainly trying to broaden the audience, but I don't think they're going to manage to do that with a game that makes you feel stupid. Yeah, nobody mm. wants to feel stupid. I don't know, I feel pretty stupid right now. <laughs> <laughs> How does this sound to you as a concept, Dan? Do you think you'd... Uh, do you think, great. Do you, I might, do you might think it would make it you feel happy? I think it would make me feel brilliant. Right. I can't imagine anyone not wanting to do this and not enjoying it. it it's, it's strange that the track list is so limited, isn't it? Given that it's, it's presumably like it's, it's a digital-only game and, and yeah, so they've the got, SingStar back catalogue <clears throat> is quite significant. Oh, uh, they've got like maybe 20 or yeah. so on there so but they're not like it's Adele Abba Amy Winehouse we've so got wait, more songs is, than them yeah this is not a 
buy per track thing. This no, is it's a closed. Yeah, this seems crazy. Yeah, like. Do you remember the good and old they, days when you'd wake up in the morning and you'd find your um, exactly. SingStar receipts and you'd be like, oh, yeah. I, who did I see the last Receipts night? of shame. Yeah. But this is a crazy idea that they're doing again. Isn't that the definition of insanity? That's why it's got to <laughs> be in the news. Thanks, Anne. One life left, video game news with Anne Scantlebury. Listening to One Life Left on Residence 104.4 FM. This is Jerkamy and it's called Zero Days Without a Gravity Wave Incident. It's from shipmusic.org. You find lots more brilliant chip music there. It's a bit loud. Simon thought it was going twice the speed it should be. There was a CD error. (laughs) It's quite likely. (laughs) But no, I think it's brilliant. Um, Any other business we need to talk about? Apologies for the coughing and the spluttering that's going on in the studio this evening. It's that time of year. It's like freshers flu, isn't it? Yeah. Are, you, are you trying to get tomorrow off? Yeah, Man, I'm trying what's to get going on? tomorrow off the radio show. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. Six you, days. you don't look well. <laughs> Maybe you should go home early. That's what <laughs> we've got to go fine. now. <laughs> You've done the news. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, good. We're one life left. We've got local news coming up later in the show, and we've got reviews as well. I guess it's time for James Parker. Yay. <laughs> is that your jingle? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I've, this is my fourth time, so I thought I should have. It's fourth time? It's, yeah. Well, I'm fourth time's a child. Three times a Biffle, four times well, a Parker. Parker, it's going to have to mm, be, isn't it? Interesting. Can you recall what, what you talked about in the previous three? Uh, I think two of them I talked about skyscrapers. Okay. What, once when I just announced it, once when I just released it. Last time I was on with Tony talking about binaries on mm. console. Mm. And I briefly talked about what I was starting to work on then. And now I'm here. Now you're here. We're really following every step of your career. We are. Yeah. Um, we should remind people what those games were, so just tell us what uh, Skyscrapers uh, Skyscrapers was. was a kind of 2D fighting game where you fought your way to the top of a collapsing building. It was good, wasn't it? It looked very Japanese, but it was made in Bristol. Yep. 
Every, everything proudly made in Bristol. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that was good. That was that came out on Steam and on PS4. Um, in between, I did a game called Black and White Bushido, which was another fighty E2D game. One of the games of the show at Res last month. Indeed. According to the attendees. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's going down very well at the shows. Sounds Lots of those little sort of laurels that you put on your yeah. game, game trailers. Yeah. Good, good. Um, and I helped Tony out with binaries on PS4 and Xbox. He was on the show recently talking about that. Yes. Um, and now I'm working on a game called Rico. Rico? Rico. Tell us about Rico. Uh, Rico is a co-op first-person shooter. It's buddy cop themed. It's all about kicking doors and shooting men. Um, <laughs> it's largely... In fact, in fact, that is how you publicise it on the website, isn't it? It's kick doors, shoot men. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to distill it down to its barest essentials. Um, yeah, and it's about the kind of moment in action films where uh, they enter into a room and shoot all the bad guys. Um, and as a playing experience, it's all about uh, kind of maximising that moment where you feel the kind of bad assist that you can be as a, it's a cop on the edge. It's a very clever game, a very clever premise. <clears throat> the first, um, I, I first played it at Unite in Copenhagen, and um, uh, what, I mean, what grabbed me about it was <clears throat> that um, you've taken all the elements of something like uh, Rainbow Six, You've just stripped away the boring bits. You don't have to sort of move around and poke something underneath a door. You kick it down, you <laughs> shoot the men. Yeah, I think some... some the, I, I really like all those games, the, the things where you have to be a bit more ponderous and planny, but actually there's a... I think sometimes you want a kind of sorbet, which is uh, just the, the action bits all stuck together end-to-end um, and play that between longer-form type experiences. Are there men that you shouldn't shoot when no. you kick a door no we keep it pure okay <laughs> I, shoot everyone there's no what I didn't want is there to be any grey areas okay you're very much good guys and they're very much bad guys right and you're allowed to shoot all of them for that reason okay just like in real life but what about their families <laughs> they are all they've been mean to their families oh okay well that's fair enough <laughs> once you've killed them you can check their pockets and they've, they've written my wife's not very nice <laughs> <laughs> what <Fair. laughs> uh, being a buddy cop so the the idea behind it is that um these these buildings are procedurally generated right so you won't yeah so uh, we're quite a small team i'm bigger than i used to be but i've got we four. all are we all are <laughs> we were just saying that about a mutual acquaintance of ours actually weren't we that's genuinely true um yeah there's four of us now so uh we're still not a big team so we wanted to really maximize what we could do in terms of um producing content so we've got this really neat uh, generation system for these buildings that you go into and everything's all linked together and you can have we also generate cases and operations and all different elements of it so so you never know what's behind the door before it's kicked although you can also slide through it can't you currently yeah i mean you kind of do know what's behind the door men yeah. <laughs> mean men sometimes there's no men and it's a little bit uh. <laughs> sometimes there's just a cabinet uh but, but that's that's what really keeps you on edge so when Steve and, and I are playing or, or, or any combination of the two of us uh, you can line up and pick different doors to go in and kick them down at the same time yeah coordinated that way um, and what happens the moment that you kick the door slow down time slows of course yeah so if you the, the, the main thing is to be uh, is to kill all the men during the slowdown time because as soon as time goes back to normal then you're massively outnumbered and outgunned so mm. it's, it's about evening the odds while you have the opportunity to um, and especially if you're playing cult, which we support in split screen or online, um, you can work together to kind of maximise. If, if you, you can run off around the building separately if you want, but you're much better off working together 
either kicking down double doors or coming in from different directions and taking all the men out separately. How long is a sort of level? How how long are the playtimes on this? Uh, so each level lasts kind of 10 to 15 minutes, um, depending on the size of the building you're mm-hmm. going into. And then we, we link those together into a case where you're accruing evidence through each of these operations. And then when that reaches a certain point, you can go and take down the crime boss. But it's it's all roguelite so... Mm-hmm. If you uh, if you're killed in action, then you've got to go back and start again, and you unlock new weapons but and add-ons as you go through. It sounds like it's broken up into very discrete sections of kicking down the doors of this of this level. Like, so if a level is is ten to fifteen minutes, presumably your slowdown meter recharges or something. Yeah, at the moment we're very generous with the slowdown because okay. that's what makes you feel cool. Yeah, because you can take everybody out. But yeah, it's it's very um, the rhythm of it is. Go into room, deal with it. Go into the next room, deal with it. What do you do with the music? Because I assume the sound effects slow down when you're in slow motion. Yes, we. Uh, it's quite complicated actually. Uh, yeah. there, there's a there's a set of sound effects that are slowed down. Some which don't play at all, and others which have been specially mm-hmm. authored. Kind of the hero sound effects of the weapons and right. impacts and things are separately authored to sound best in mm-hmm. slow down or not. So we do a, a range of different different things, and we don't generally play music in levels for right, that reason it's just because uh, this music plays such an important part in these cinematic moments <laughs> that feels quite a real really difficult problem to handle with so excluding it is probably the best way uh, what happens if your partner falls during the level well what we want is the uh is for you to be able to drag them out of the room while they're oh. Keeping on shooting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, see, Steve didn't play any gun games last year, but now I think he's going, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's gagging for the gun games. <laughs> all at once. Because the, the, you used to talk fondly about things like um, Ghost Recon, of course. early Ghost Recons, and um, I used to play a lot of Rainbow Six Vegas, which mm-hmm. was a, a lot more action-y than a lot of the other Rainbow Six games, and it's kind of trying to capture those kind of spirits, which is fun to play with your friends, not too complicated in its outlook so you can go in and just have a blast someone else can join in for a bit and then leave again and not have to invest a lot of time into it it's just about playing it for fun i think we're all increasingly into games that don't demand a huge amount of time and things that you can play uh you know play on the go is it that sort of format potentially potentially yeah mm-hmm. um it's also what I, what I like about it is that it's um uh alongside the core of it the core mechanic which i think is really cool um you've taken a look at sort of what games are working well at the moment and it's very streamable obviously people everybody's experience will be slightly different uh but then equally we can all play the same levels if we want can't we yeah so um, on kind of both those fronts they're the benefit of it being um, randomly generated is that when someone is streaming the game, it's not like you're watching someone play a big narrative game and the, you're spoiling the content for yourself. They're going to be discovering things that you're going to not necessarily find in your first few playthroughs. Um, but yeah, we've got a kind of daily play features where you can all play the same level and go against each other on leaderboards either side or co-op. Um, can you share specific levels that you've discovered? Yeah, you can at the moment. There's every, Everyone's got a like a, a seed, basically. So, is it, what is the seed? Is it alphanumeric? It's num just numbers. Ah, oh, yeah, I know what you were thinking there. Yeah. What would the one life left level exactly. be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Can you put the one life left? In there? <laughs> <laughs> I would thought so. Uh, what's what's the re- what's the reaction been like then? So I mean, I, I saw for myself that what um, there was one journalist in particular who kept dragging people back, going, "I've got to come back and play your game. Got to come back." And he was he was doing that work for you. Wow. Yeah, he was really. While I was pitching Simon, it was very useful to have a games journalist running around going, "Hey, everyone, look at this." <laughs> not not because I'd asked him to, just because he really liked the game and he'd seen it as an earlier kind of uh, an earlier version of a previous event and it was really kind of into that thing yeah it's I'm yeah everyone who sees it really likes the core of the idea and when they play it they kind of get it even more that it's it's exactly what it's trying to achieve and it makes you feel a certain way in playing it it's a very different type of game for your studio as well isn't it if you look at the games that you you mentioned right at the start I it's I suppose it is but it's not necessarily new for me because I've gone from my the first game I worked on in the industry was first person shooter I was working on PlayStation 2 games when I first started so this has kind of got so a lot of people have said because it's got a cell shaded type look a lot of people have likened it to 13 um, which I wasn't necessarily expecting people to do because although it does look like that it's not necessarily a game that I thought was so into the gamer conscience as it is clearly because a lot of people mention it when they see it so it's kind of inspired a bit by games from that era as well and sorts of things I was working on in medium-sized teams, I suppose, when I joined the industry. Good. Well, uh, best of luck with it. Like, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Uh, you'll keep us posted, won't you? Absolutely. Well, I, wh- where, where can people see how it's looking at the moment? Because you're, you're doing very well at putting up little videos and stuff as well. What did you do today? Yeah, we added... Um, we Because everyone's been talking about the Untitled Goose game, we thought we'll get some of that action good job um and we've added a duck officer duck to the game <laughs> just follows you around wearing a police hat <laughs> and it's charming and everyone likes charming now right. so you can kill all the men and then a charming duck arrives and everyone's like oh this is cool Excellent. so where so where can oh, people see all this stuff uh yeah uh, rico-game.com or uh grand shatter at grand shatter on twitter um yeah just all the things <laughs> excellent thank you I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to On Life Left, local news. Local geeks and nerds have been up in arms after a tie-in promotion went wrong. The adult cartoon, Peach and Mariotti, had a famous episode where the crazed inventor slash cake baker was obsessed with a spicy mushroom sauce. This sauce was on sale a few years back at the fast food restaurant iMcDonald's, but the restaurant recently put some limited edition packs available on sale for the fans. Unfortunately for the fans and the restaurant, this was a very limited run and lots of people in the queue were left disappointed. In fact, police had to be called out to try to calm down the idiots with no sense of perspective. As Mariotti once said, Isa waba laba dub dub okidoki. Oh wait, that's Peach's catchphrase. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Letters. Didn't even have to ask this week for letters, did we? No. Our super special guest did it for us. 
Uh, thank you very much for your response. It's, uh, it was very nice to not uh, have to encourage you ourselves. Uh, James, you've, you've got a letter. I do. It's from Robert Wells. Is it? It, it says, Hello team, hello SSG. Next Sunday, the classical pianist Jeremy Denk is at the Barbican performing a whole day dedicated to the form of themes and variation. In amongst the Brahms and List is a piece of his own called Game Over, Brief Variations on Video Game Death Music. Inspired by how earwormy those brief snatches of music are when you die again and again. What's the most incongruous place you've found video games? Pip Pip Robert. Ooh. I thought the question was going to be about death music. And Me I was, too. Yeah, I was going to go uh, Metal Gear Solid or um, something along those lines. Congruous places we've found video games. Hmm. Uh, listeners, what's the most incongruous <laughs> place you've ever found yeah. video games? Yeah, it's a strip. Um, recently, my uh, mother-in-law, who doesn't, to my knowledge, play or know anything about video games, got in touch with me to ask a question about video games as part of uh, the Masters that she's doing. That was incongruous. I was seeing some art on Sunday... Saw some art yesterday at, oh, Re- yeah. at Regent's Park, okay. a part of uh, London's Freeze Week thingy. Um, there's loads of sculptures there. And as we walked past one, which was a, a skeleton mm-hmm. slumped in what seemed to be a kind of fountain type thing, uh, two uh, ladies behind me giggled with laughter and one of them said, It's like a video game, isn't it? It's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Where were they from? Out of interest. You should be able to tell from my <laughs> impression. Uh, yeah, no, I, so th- that isn't exactly a video game, but it is a reference to video games. It's very incongruous. It's yeah, best I've got. That's all I've got. Tony Gowlin writes, hello team and SSG. By now, you are all probably very excited about upcoming hit game Nick Faldo's Battle Golf. <laughs> yes. A game idea that came out of the current craze for Battle Royale type game modes. I am genuinely excited about it. Like, I think it's a really good idea. Yep. Uh, and also wanting to make a golf game. Since the internet went mad for that Goose Game trailer last week, we've also started concept work on Chris Packham's Battle Geese. <laughs> what two game ideas would you mash together to make an internet baiting hit? Cheers. Um, he then follows up. P.S. Separate email list. Do you happen to have Chris Packham's email address? By any chance? <laughs> um... Again, that's a hard one to be spontaneous about. Isn't I was it? thinking this week because uh, after the goose game, um, I was thinking I'm surprised there isn't a cat simulator game because I thought that that can combine goat simulatorishness with the thing that I think people like about the duck thing. Uh, sorry, goose thing is that it's cute but also mean. Yeah. Like it's that the goose and cats are really, really good at that of being cute but also really not caring about you. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised that doesn't exist. There's I'm surprised one, um, too. A while ago, it was a PC game and you played as a cat and you just jumped up and knocked things over. Yeah, that sounds that's good. true. What that's, was that called? Um, that is also that's part remember. of this goat simulatorish yeah, cat, yeah. Sim- cat simulator that I'm thinking of. Sweary was going to make a, a game of cats in it, wasn't he? Where you well, that, that thing that he's had on Fig, uh, which doesn't look like it's going to no. hit its goal, has cats in. I hope he gets to make it. Um, I was a bit unsure of Fig. Is Fig one of the ones where you get the money anyway? Fig is it, the, it's the investment no, Fig one, is the it? one that's the investment one, which Tim Schafer is on the board of. Uh, it's 
has got three days left and it's on 430,000 out of 1.5 million. Whoa. Get it skates on, isn't it? Yeah. Cats on skates. Oh, I've just, in doing that, I've just closed the letter that I was meant to read out. Here we go. Paul Capewell writes... Hello, I love a bit of Animal Crossing, and it's actually what made me pick up a 2DS earlier this year. I love the story, or lack thereof, and the lazy, unforced tasks you can choose to do, or indeed not to do. I've dabbled in a version of Harvest Moon on PSP, and it all makes me want to ask you, what other games in this vein do you enjoy and why? And... If you spend the next 10 minutes talking about Stardew Valley on the Switch, I may cry and run off to buy one of the blooming things. That said, I do have Stardew Valley on PC. Hmm. Thanks, Paul. I'm generally not a fan of these games, I have to admit. I mm-hmm. struggle with Harvest Moon. Yeah. Um, Stardew Valley lo- uh, it just looks like it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like Animal Crossing, but only for the sort of dipping in, seeing what's happening today, yeah. dipping out again. Does that well. Um, so, yeah, but I do know people um, who are too into this sort of thing um and again reading i know we're all on the switch subreddit so i (laughs) I see you there steve posting new news um yeah people saying that they they uh they started playing it for half an hour and it's two days later and stuff like that so i can it's clearly got something about it but uh yeah not for me i don't think so i've bought stardew valley yes and i guess we'll talk about that in the review section uh, in answer to your question for now, though, I'd say I really enjoyed Slime Rancher on the on the PC, which is a kind of uh, farming simulator, uh, but you're farming slimes. It's also a bit FPS-y and a bit adventure-y. I didn't get on with Harvest Moon um, ever, but I think part of this is to do with the format. And we'll talk about that later. Anybody else got anything to add in this genre? Um, I've never played one of these games before, okay. but um, I want to get Stardew Valley... We won't talk about it this week. Okay, because we don't want anybody running off. James, yeah. I, I have too many chores to do in my real life without having to do them in video games as well. Um, we never brought up <clears throat> Gary Penn's game, did we, after he was on the show? No. Have you seen it? No. It's phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's available on itch at the moment. You can pay, you can pay what you want. I think you should pay all the money. Uh, it's called Autonauts. It's fantastic. He's updating it every week Every as week. Well, He's doing he? really... Yeah. It's... Um, it's well worth a look if you like this sort of thing. FM, this is Micro D and Incident Stagger. 
Uh, we just got back from Finland, didn't we, Anne? Yeah, we did, yes. We did. We were off in Kajaani at the Northern Games Summit where we were doing Marioki uh, for the Finns. It went quite well. I'm not going to say it's responsible for my lack of voice today, but it's it not not responsible. An awful lot of singing. Uh, it was like really, really good conference and we had a really, really good time over there. Did anything remarkable happen? We went on a castle, didn't we? Yeah, we went, we went to a castle in the middle of a river yep. on an island. Yeah, we did that, which is three things ticked off yeah. isn't <laughs> it? in one, and then we could go back to the hotel and eat. Brilliant. Yeah, that was great. You've been doing a lot of these uh, all over the world this mm. year. Have you noticed a difference in the audience? Yes. Yes, very much Do you know, so. Finnish people really like it when somebody sings something like Mambo Number no. 5 or the Venga Boys, but they do not like picking it. No, they don't like p- picking it. They love dancing to it, they get really excited, but the songs the Finns pick, almost all metal. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and there are also there's differences in the flow of the night, like the mm-hmm. Finnish one, very, very quiet at the start, very, very quiet. But then quickly, there was a big queue yeah. by you to sign up once they'd had a few long crows. Okay. Yeah, so next one's in Sweden next week. Next, one, next one's in London this week. Well, that's true. London on uh, Friday, which is Naughty's Night, and uh, then Sweden, and then maybe... Is that Scotland after that? Maybe we might sneak in a Brighton gig yet. I don't know. Anyway, uh, what are we doing now? Oh, it's a video game radio show, so we need to do our reviews, don't we? Don't we? Don't we? No, it doesn't no. sound like the reviews no, it to doesn't. me. No, so that's... There we go. There we go. All good. I know what you've been playing. Well, she's been literally playing it during the show. At least when I'm farming virtual currency, I'm honest about it. I'll be honest about it now. (laughs) I really like this game, and I've been playing it through the show. You have. Uh, It's interesting that you put your mobile phone on top of the screen uh, just then to stop me interfering, but it's because it does look like a mobile phone game, the game that you're playing. It does. I've been playing Picross on the Switch. Um, Like, it's very fun. I know Steve has talked about it loads and then made a game that was inspired (laughs) by, I would say. Right, you've got to make... You've got to make pictures, Hello. Like pictures, it's all coming right? out now, hasn't it? <laughs> Didn't you say that yourself around the time? I said they were in the same family. Yeah, there we go. So, so was inspired by. <laughs> well, which one came first, Stephen? I was ripping off jigsaws and they came first. <laughs> uh, anyway, I enjoyed Steve's game so much, I thought I should give this one a try. Good save. Uh, so, Picross is where you... Are, it's a bit like Sudoku, but you end up with numbers. Uh, you end up with pictures at the end. Um, and you're just filling in rows based on the numbers, and you're uh, so it's um, a cross row situation. Uh, and you can fill in them, or you can decide that there should be nothing in them. Um, and yeah, I was chatting to Steve about it in Finland, and he was explaining some of like the look of the older versions of this. Mansplaining, thank you. He was mansplaining it to me. Uh, which sounded really beautiful, like oh, it, it would chip away at it if uh, if it wasn't um, if there was nothing in that square. And this one just looks quite um, visually doesn't look particularly inspiring. It, you are right; it does look like a mobile game, but it's so much fun to play. Who could even care? How, m- how many of them have you done? Uh, right, let me hang on. Why well, can't go back to the menu? Because I'm in the middle of one at the minute. What? So you can't save during a puzzle? I don't know. Can you? Sounds, sounds like you Well, I'll check later. Okay, anyway, I've thanks. done loads. I've done... So I think there's 15 per level, and I've done one, two, three, three and a half levels. 
So I've done quite a few. You start on a small square, five by five, get to a bigger one, 10 by 10, and now I'm 15 by 15. Okay. How much did you pay for this game? I think maybe $7.99. And that, what, did it come out last week? Yeah, I think so. Of all the games that came out last week, that's the one that you picked? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I got jealous of Anne playing this on the way home, and I bought, didn't buy, downloaded for free, but I'm paying by watching adverts, a game called Nonogram Galaxy for the Android and for, uh, I think it's for iOS we as say, well. We're not segueing into your review now, are we? No, no, no. no this okay. is just an, uh, sort of an aside. Uh, and I think it's a really, really good version of Picross for mobile phones. Uh, it's only just come out, and it seems to have, like, I think it's got three reviews on the Play Store. But I thought it was absolutely beautiful, really well um, executed, and has some of the polish that Anne thinks is missing from yeah. this. So yours has touchscreen. Touchscreen as well. And uh, for Switch, it doesn't have touchscreen, which I'm fine with, because yeah. I think I'd be a bit clumsy and accidentally press the wrong mm-hmm. things, which I still sometimes do now. But um, You need to give it a score. Yeah, 7 out of 10. Oh, and also, as an aside, I finished at 4am... Mm-hmm. After Marioki playing Sparkle 2, and I was like, I'm just so good at this, I'm on fire. And then it went, Do you want to start all over again at a different difficulty level? <laughs> I nearly did, but it was 4 a.m., and so I didn't. Uh, might go back. But that was also very excellent, 7 out of 10. Excellent. Okay, uh, Simon, what have you what, been playing? What, it's what d- game did you just mention there? Nonogram Galaxy. Because there are loads of nonogram games and they've there all are... done loads of downloads. Yeah, there are hundreds of them, but um, I found sort of... There it is, Nonogram Galaxy. I found like quite a lot of quality differences in them. This seems to be... It just seems to be really, really nice. Well, this one's really picked pleasant up 5,000 downloads, 102 reviews, average score... 4.7. That's great. Yeah, good. Uh, I've been just playing the same stuff, actually. I've been uh, messing around with FIFA Ultimate Team. I do not understand that at all. <laughs> I really do not understand that. I, I played someone online. I was very grateful of the Switch's inability to have voice chats on that. Because... <laughs> um, I don't like those one-on-one games uh, on other consoles where you feel obliged to say, thank you at the end. Thanks. (laughs) Hello, goodbye. Um, So playing that, uh, I'm playing the career mode, which I hadn't played before. I didn't realise that the journey was basically the career mode with cutscenes about whether your phone's been hacked. (laughs) Um, So I've been enjoying that. Uh, I'm carrying up a golf story, which it's... uh, it's, uh, it, I, I've had two um, game-breaking crashes on it. Ooh. Annoying. Um, but yesterday I was... I was uh, oh, yeah. I, I, the Splatfest had finished. I was feeling a little bit down about all you savages and your toilet rolls. <laughs> so I played a bit... Uh, so they patched NBA 2K now, so now the cutscenes run in sync with the audio. You know, something that you, you would have thought should have been in there from the start. Um, I was, I'll just play a bit more of Gold Story. I went back into it. I was playing it for a couple of hours. Yeah, it's okay, still something about it. I need, to, I need to get this stuff done. Flame of the Flood, of course, is out on Thursday. Uh-huh. Published by Curved. So I have to admit that, James. Um, so I can't be accused of bias. But I want to get stuck into that. And I want to get that done before Mario comes out in a couple of weeks after then. That's so, it, isn't it? Everyone clearing their slates. Yeah, it is. And L.A. Noir and Skyrim. So uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. So uh, loads going on. Still, um, there is a patch been submitted for Golf Story. Um, I understand. Uh, but at the moment, it's still 7 out of 10. All right. James. I don't have a Switch, so I've been playing other games on other platforms. Uh, I've been playing Heat Signature, oh, which yeah, I've heard you too. talking about. Yeah. Which I, at the moment, appreciate more than I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's incredibly well made and put together and interesting, and I'm fascinated by it all. But mechanically, I'm not good enough at it to really enjoy it at the moment. Mm-hmm. The interval between... 
uh, cool things happening to me is too great for me to really get into it. But I'm persevering because I think uh, at some point I will. It'll twig with me. Okay. I think I had the same with Spelunky when I first started playing it. That I was like, "What's the point in this?" Right. Um, and but I, that turned out okay, didn't it? That turned out absolutely okay. Um, so I imagine the same thing will happen with Heat Signature. Seven out of ten. Anne, what did James just say? Heat signature, seven out of ten. What, right. Well, any specific points about what he just said? Uh, diff- he liked bits of it. <laughs> Didn't like other bits. Look, I'm trying to find out how many levels I've done. I need to finish it. Right, okay. Oh, I'm grinding for current. <laughs> 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 That's fine. He, he was talking and you are just sat there playing P-Cross. Isn't that what this show is about? What, not listening to us? <laughs> in, in many ways, it should be. <laughs> okay, yeah, Steve, what fine. have you been playing? I have been playing the game that I can't stop calling Harvest Moon, because okay. every time I see it, I think about Harvest Moon. I've been playing Stardew Valley, and it's the second time I've tried to play Stardew Valley, uh, because when it was blowing up... How long ago did it get released, do you think? year, year... Just over a year, I think, yeah. yeah. So I gave it a shot. I might have even mentioned it on the show. I don't know. Um, And I didn't get on with it, really. I've also tried playing uh, Harvest Moon, but only through an emulator. And I think there is something about playing those sort of games on a PC that just doesn't sit well with me. I don't know why. Um, But uh, I was really, really excited to see uh, Harvest Moon, (laughs) see Stardew Valley drop on Switch because I thought it would fit really, really well with my gaming habits, which are mostly to play when I'm on the move going places. And like we talked about earlier, for games to fit in around what I do um, rather than for me to force time to play that game, except that is what I've been doing because I have fallen for it pretty hard. Wow. Yeah. How long um, did it take? What what moment did it did it get you? Uh, it had me pretty early when I. It felt much more natural playing it with a joypad, and initially, I guess, I, I remember playing it on the PC. So that so this is a this is a farming game. Uh, you move into a farm. It's in disrepair. There's a village surrounding you with lots and you know lots of villagers and people who are marked on the interface as single, like explicitly. (coughs) Hello. Yeah, no, quite. Um, And you impress them by giving them gifts or don't in my uh, poor attempt at gift giving. And there's lots of little buildings around to explore that do different things, mysteries around the place. It's like a narrative Animal Crossing. Um, And, but what it is, what it's, Rather than Animal Crossing, which is constrained by, as you say, you can only play a certain amount per day. I've got to loop the theme tune, which is it nine. You're doing very on. well at covering off your, what you're sorry, covering up what you're doing. Yeah, well, thanks for stepping in. No there, no problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Animal Crossing is based around a loop, which is based around your system clock, gives you 15 minutes or so to play every day. Stardew Valley has uh, a loop based around a sort of segment of playtime. I guess it's about. 20 minutes, perhaps a bit less, quarter of an hour, uh, the day-night cycle, and then suddenly it's time for you to go to bed. On a PC, I found this really, really annoying. It seemed to be telling me, oh, you know, you want to, you've got to go over there, you've got to look after your crops, then you've got just enough time to make it to the shop for it to open, then you can go and talk to this woman, but then, you know, it's time to go to bed, go to sleep, and then you have to wait for it all to reset. And I felt under constant pressure. I think the moment it switched from a game I don't get to a game I like is the time, is when that started to feel natural. 
I don't know what it was about that, but then I started to understand why it was necessary to have that in there to stop you sort of racing through it and mainlining one bit of the game to encourage you to explore different parts of the game. So today, okay, the shop's shut, so I'll concentrate on crops. So today I need to heal up or I won't go down the dungeons today. Um, and it's full of, like, little bits of loot so okay you've got a nicer shovel because you've upgraded it oh you've got a nicer oh i'll just play until i can upgrade this bit of my home oh i'll just play until i can reach five levels down on the dungeon oh now it's giving me a bit of loot oh now i've got something to hang on my wall it's got all of the things that you find in animal crossing but done for a more uh for a sort of play style that is not like 15 minutes a day it is several hours a day and i lost a lot of my weekend to it uh, I was playing it until 3am last night. What? I know. Even so though just, the game is telling you to go to bed. Yeah. You could be playing it now, Steve. I'm just <laughs> at the end of summer in my first year. Uh, and I've got a lot left to discover. But I guess the nicest thing about it is that it's, it seems to be made with such a warm heart. Like, there are a lot of individual touches in there. There's a woman in the town who seems to be drunk all the time. I thought, oh, you'd never get away with that anymore. Um, but it just seems to be... It's just a very warm game, a very positive game, and it's very relaxing. Is, is your well. town the same as everyone else's? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I, I believe it's 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 the same. I think the dungeons you go down into, which I didn't know existed, I think they're generated. Um, but nothing in it is very taxing. Nothing in it is very, uh, you know, nothing in it's surprising really, apart from the fact that there's so much to do. Is there um, an end goal? I don't know. I mean, I suppose the end goal is to woo the person of your dreams in the village, or maybe, maybe it goes beyond that. Maybe you're meant to have an affair after you've done that. Who knows? Two woos. Uh, you know, there's a dungeon. I know the dungeon has a floor. I know there's there's lots of sorting out to do on your farm. I'm not seeing the end. I think when I do see the end, it'll start to lose some of its interest for me. But right now, I'm just really, really enjoying exploring the world, a world that's been built up over countless months on the PC. Uh, and now the Switch is seeing the sort of the, the advantage of it. I don't know whether they're going to keep patching it for the Switch to include stuff that they've added on the PC. Or even if development's still continuing on the PC, I don't know. It may be finished. But I'm, I love it. I'm really, really glad to see it doing so well. And I'm also glad that I don't have a digital game out this week. <laughs> uh, 7 out of 10. There we go. Done. Got um, through it, Anne. Five levels. Five levels. There are five puzzles. There are just five no, no, puzzles I've in the game. I've done five levels. Okay. Which each have fifteen puzzles right. in. How many is that? Seventy-five. Seventy-five. So you've done seventy-five. Yeah. And how many are there in the game? More. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, we are five. so comprehensive, aren't we? Six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. Could have guessed so ten. You're, you're halfway. You're halfway through. Halfway. Congratulations. 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 <laughs> Good. I hope you finished it by next week. Me too. Thank you so much for coming up, James. That's all right. Are you rushing back to Bristol this evening? Yes. This very evening. Are you going to download the Nonogram games? I, well, I might give one of them a try. I'm, I've been playing Angry Birds Blast, which is just a puzzle, a bubble popping game. Okay. And But I can't stop playing it. It's got me. Have you Popping spent any money on it? Good. No. Okay. No. <laughs> right. Um, anything else that we need to wrap up on there? Uh, so we have got a uh, Marioki gig on Friday. It's at Loading. We're doing Naughty's Night, so it'll just be songs from the Naughties, which will be interesting because it means we'll touch on lots of Marioki stuff that doesn't ever get touched. 
because most people sing the same songs every time. What's um, what song are you most looking forward to uh, making Ooh, it into the rotation? Well, that is a good question. I think it would be a new song. I'm working on a few, and I'm not sure any of them are going to get done. But I really want to put Crimea River in. Really want oh, to. Yeah. Do you have any jokes for Crimea River? I can't think of what the joke. Uh, it's, well, that's, that's, what, I, I, I associate that song with you very, very heavily. Liver. Good. Yeah. Good. Giver. That's the nicest thing Shiver. to say to me. Mm. I don't know. Uh, if I can get that, if I can work out the joke, if James has got an answer. I don't have an answer yet. If he does, then I'll write that and it'll be in. Uh, really looking forward Quiver. To- okay. All right. Uh, we are getting hurried out of the studio, so we will shut this down. Uh, but we have been One Life Left, and we will see you next week. Until then, bye. Goodbye. Bye. bye. <laughs>